Welcome everybody to another Saturday at noon where some people say a weekly episode of Mega Strange is known to haunt your YouTube channels. And it just might be true. And we just might be your spectatorial hosts for today's episode. I'm Derek here with Johnny. Hello. Johnny, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, the show is like any type of creepy legend. It's it's word of mouth only. Uh, so make yeah. sure to go home and tell your mom about it. Tell your dad, Pass tell on your folklore. stepdad, uh, you know, do, do your, your part. <laughs> In fact, I would say you could go so far as to be that old creepy guy who hangs out at the old lake. Yeah. Just waiting for that pack of teenagers to drive on by in their van, looking for a good time for the summer. Oh, you're going to revive the old summer camp, are you? I wouldn't do that. You know, they used to play Mega Strange episodes down there every Tuesday and Saturday. If, if you're watching this and you're a Scooby-Doo villain, I applaud you because that seems like a lot of work. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to another episode. Today is a special episode because we are sitting on the eve of a holiday, a beautiful holiday. Love is in the a air. A romantic holiday. Yes. This is our Valentine's Day episode. Yes. And today we're going to be talking about love stories that have gone terribly wrong that involve death heartbreak and some eternal haunting from beyond the grave that uh, transpires and goes on for hundreds of years and all that such good stuff i'm really excited in fact we're going to be talking about one of the most highly demanded topics in mega strange history we as we talk about often, went all over America and mm -hmm. all throughout Southwest America, people kept talking about one thing. Yes. One well-known legend. Today, we're going to dive into a deep dive into the story of La Llorona. But not only that, we're going to get to that. Yeah. John, what Did you have something to say? No, I just, all week you've been bringing it up and I feel like I've just been saying it wrong. How, pronounce it again. La. La. Yeah, yeah, ro, ro, nah, la, la, yarona. Right you said away. it perfectly. Hell yeah. yeah. Now she's going to come to your oh house God. in the middle of the night and drown you and all your children. That's what happens. Yes. Oh, man. I'll be getting that. into that story soon. In fact, uh, I'm really proud of my la, yarona research because yeah. I think I have actually gone further than anybody else in uh well i'm gonna say it in history i looked all over the internet i tried to find some history and backstory to la llorona and i ended up getting so interested in the era that i ordered a book off of amazon and did some actual text reading dude and i found some stuff that's not on the internet and i have some theories that Shit. i'm gonna share with everybody today about the origins of this world famous <laughs> ghost not to toot our own horn here but toot toot uh derek's over here uh, doing like Toot actual, actual re uh, pen to paper, uh, eyes to book research. That's true. That's true. We're getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah, you're getting We're like getting into the text. <laughs> yeah, you're getting like a a, a la, la Llorona first. Did yeah. I say it wrong? I think I said it wrong. I think you may have. Yeah, but that's all right. <laughs> By the end of this episode, you'll be fluent in Spanish. Um, oh God. Let's rewind mm. this is our valentine's day episode you said you have an interesting take on yes. valentine's day the holiday as a whole hit me with it give it to the people lay it on me what is so uh strange about valentine's day 
I wanted to talk about something that is not really talked about a lot, but I think Valentine's Day, similar to like Christmas and stuff, has deep pagan roots. Oh, well, I would assume most holidays do. Yeah. So there is a holiday uh, that the Romans celebrated called Lupercalia. You ever heard of Lupercalia? No. The um, Romans, huh? Yeah. They were into some uh, crazy stuff. So, uh, you For, know. Wait, first of all, like, is this typical, like, Roman debauchery? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, it is. Vomitorium. Oh, and, dude, and we're vomitorium all up in this. Sextorium. Yeah, sextatorium. What's it called? Lupercalia? There's, um, sorry, side note. In the book Running with Scissors, there's a part okay. where the, 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 one of the doctors talks about his masturbatorium. And my dad saw that movie and would not, he to this day, he still brings up the masturbatorium. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Move yeah, on, Lupercalia. On. Lupercalia. Uh, you know, from the, the word, you kind of get the roots of it. You know, looper. No, what's a looper? Like, like uh, for the Latin like word. That movie for- with uh, Bruce Willis <laughs> where he has to kill himself. I'm more fond of pooper. Um, What's that about? What's Pooper? That movie where you have to stop yourself from from pooping? Wasn't that a skit you did? No. No. <laughs> Please. We did the, the skit Gooper. Gooper. That's what it was. Game Looper. Hey, anyway, go on YouTube and Google search Mega64 Gooper. Uh, the, the Latin root uh, for the, the, the word for dog or, or wolf? Lupin. Lupin. So the root there is it's, uh, you know, it's like based on uh, wolves and stuff. Okay. Um. But Lupercalia is an ancient Roman festival that uh, was conducted on February 13th to the 15th. Okay. Um, so around... Oh, yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah, right around, there. Exactly. And uh, th- it was technically the feast of Lupercalia. <clears throat> and what, be- what would happen is uh, men sacrificed goats and dogs. Oh, no. oh God, no. Um, that can't be good. Hey, you don't you don't want to do that. And the, what did the dogs do? Goats, goats. I understand. Goats, fuck goats. But dogs. No. Yeah, why dogs? That's that's where the 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 lupin aspect is coming from. Okay. But this festival, to kind of go in line with Valentine's Day, was a uh, fertility festival. So what would happen is men would get fucking drunk. It always is. Yeah. Naked. Okay. And then they would slay these goats and dogs. Okay. And this doesn't sound like you're going to get uh, babies out of this. Yeah. So is this a turn on in ancient Rome? Where's the fertility? That's the thing. It? it was a huge turn on. What? Yeah. What? Women apparently would line up. Shut up. Would line up. Shut up. For for men yeah, to. Li- wait, line up? Like, yeah. Oh, ooh, covered in goat's blood. Uh, you get him first, Becky. And then, and then I'll join in. They wouldn't just line up for whatever, but. They wouldn't just line up. They. So imagine there's groups of men. They're all naked, covered in blood. Yeah, you and me. Yeah, right? you're like uh, Johnny. Grab that goat severed head. Yes, yeah, just <laughs> slap it on me. Cool. You do me. I'll do you. Get my back. All right, we're covered in goat's blood. Throw a little dog blood on there too. Oh, all throw right. a little dog blood. Okay, Johnny, I'm feeling <laughs> a little. Uh, hey, little Randy. You know hey. what I mean? Hey, Derek, little, there's a there's a line. Warped up all of a sudden. There's a line of women looking at us. Uh, no. So. Sorry, everybody. I got carried away. They would take the pelts of these animals. I'm going to relax. And yeah. No, this is great. And, and women would line up. Take the pelts of the for, oh, for a chance to be whipped with these pelts. 
in hopes of upping their chances of fertility. Okay. All right. So this is also like, this would all be happening during like a a drunken feast. A little 50 shades of gray action happening in ancient Rome. That's not, that's not all. That's not it. Emperor gray. Oh, (laughs) could I be your secretary? So on top of that's not it. There's more. Yeah. On top of all this, there was also a matchmaking lottery. Oh, okay. See, I'm more down for that. Yeah. Like you could save the bloodbath and the, and the carcass whipping. Just, Find me a date for Valentine's Day. And this is pretty like modern, Innocent. modern for uh, ancient Rome. But like apparently women would like pull a name out of a jar mm-hmm. and they'd be forced to like match up with that person. Uh, oh, forced. eh? Yeah, pretty much. Um, sounds so romantic when you use the F word. And then they would uh, for the duration of the festival, you, you the two people had to be like together and uh, they probably boned in goat's blood uh, all for the the. Uh, Lupercalia, uh, the the start of Valentine's Day. That's wild. <laughs> and so um, I am speechless. I, I, I yeah. have no idea any of that happened. So do you want me to continue on from there? Yeah. There's more? There's more. Please, please take it away. So a lot of people think that the ancient Romans also are responsible for the name of Valentine's Day. Okay. Uh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Emperor Claudius II... Mm-hmm. He executed two men, uh, both named Valentine, uh, wow. on February 4th, uh, 14th, sorry. Um, and in their martyrdom, they were honored by the Catholic Church and celebrated. So that's where we get like St. Valentine's Day from. Um, okay. Was, uh, you know, the Catholic Church honoring uh, the death of these two people named uh, Valentine. Yeah. I, uh, I've done other research. I don't really have it here, but it's kind of all kind of all over the place where where the name Valentine's Day comes from. But people kind of think it's either this martyrdom of of someone named Valentine or yeah. there was an actual just saint named Valentine. But this is where it gets weird um, to combat this fucking pagan evil holiday. Uh, Pope Gallius, the first uh, decided to, um, come. Oh, what's Galazius. 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 Sorry. I peeked over. It looked, um, it looked like a delicious word to say Galazius. So there was a kind of a, uh, the Catholic church was celebrating St. Valentine. There was a St. Valentine's day. Yeah. And, uh, the, the Catholic church decided to, uh, kind of put it together with Lupercalia to kind of take over, that holiday, similar to Christmas. They did that with all the holidays. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they took all the, the pagan holidays and reverse engineered them to be Christian holidays. So St. Valentine's Day would, would happen on Lupercalia, <laughs> and it was kind of more like love-based yeah. still. Uh, less goat goats and dog's blood. Mm. Um, Bummer. But what I learned, I didn't really even realize this. It wasn't until like... Uh, I don't know. What century would you say Shakespeare was? 16. It wasn't until like the 16th century that like the modern Valentine's Day started happening uh, because people like Chaucer and Shakespeare would romanticize it in their uh, work. Mm, um, interesting. And then it would, the St. Valentine's Day would start to become popular all over Europe. Um, and uh, that's where you kind of get the like handmade paper cards. The Valentine. Uh, yeah, the Valentine was kind of a came from 
you know, Shakespeare writing about it and uh, it kind of getting popular around uh, Europe. And then that that tradition eventually made its way to the, the New World. By um, the way, hmm? do you ever have to bring Valentine's to school when oh, you were a yeah. kid? You had, yeah, every time. Did I, you like Valentine's Day? I hated it. What? I Why? <laughs> you were so popular with the girls, though. Not in, like, elementary school. Come on. Yeah, you you didn't have Valentine's Day uh, honeys lining up Lupercalia style <laughs> when you were in third grade? Like, yeah. I whipped you know, them with my... Uh, you uh, took a Capri Sun or a uh, high sea fruit punch and bathed in it, and then you just took off your shirt and like, who wants to get whipped Lupercalia style? I was, I was throwing Lunchables at everyone. Um, no. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it wasn't a romantic thing, but I liked Valentine's Day when I was a kid because, uh, you know, you got free candy. That is true. You got... I liked any day when the kids brought in some birthdays and they all bring in cupcakes. I always just thought it was weird as a kid because it would be like, okay... Uh, you know, everyone would come into class with fucking cards. Mm-hmm. So you have like a million cards. I didn't know what the fuck to do with them. Yeah. And then like occasionally kids would get like, uh, someone would walk in the class and give them like a bigger gift, but it was always from their parents. It'd be like, is Stacy in this class? Yeah. Here's a flower flowers from your mom. I'm like, Oh, okay. And it's like, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I think I still have a Valentine's day card from a girl who I had a crush on in seventh grade. Oh my I think God. I still have it. Um, 25 years later. Holy shit. You still have it? I what think I do. Fuck? I think I still have it somewhere. Can you give the per- this person's first name or do you feel weird? I'm not going to give their <laughs> first name only because uh, there, remember there are people in Mega 64 who know this person. Mm. And they don't know. <laughs> Jenny, that, dude. That I had such a big crush on them. <laughs> did you? You did not just say Jenny. Oh, move on. Move on. Move, next, next story. Next story. Uh. No, do you, do you want me to continue? I'm, I'm kind of at the end of, of where I'm at with Valentine's Day, if you want me to All right, what's the wrap end of it, it up. then? Yeah, what's the last bit? Yeah, so it, start, you know, it starts becoming uh, super popular. Handmade uh, paper cards become the token uh, in the Middle Ages. Um, eventually, the trademark makes its way to the New World with the Industrial Revolution. Mm. Um, ushered in factory-made cards in the 19th century. And in 1913, Hallmark Cards of Kansas City Beans mass producing Valentine's. Wow. The the greeting card company. They did invent the holiday. So from Well, no, they didn't actually. Yeah. They, it was the Romans. Sacrificing goats and dogs <clears throat> to gift cards. I would totally be down for <laughs> Lupercalia themed uh Valentine's Day card. Yeah. Where like it has Oh, they're a, gonna say party. No, <laughs> no, a card where it depicts like a guy covered in dogs and goat's blood, and he's mm. like holding the carcass ready and it's like ready to whip you <laughs> you know be my bloody whipping post happy lupercalia i pulled your name you're, out of the hat yeah it's a it's a it's a bloody dude holding a whip and he's like you're at the front of my line this is the thing it's not it's not even a whip it's the pelts yeah yeah, yeah. like he's whipping <laughs> goat skin oh that's awful yeah anyway that's what i got well, cool. Thanks for sharing that. That's a uh, pretty in-depth, detailed history of Valentine's Day. I hope and I did I, that I wasn't well. <laughs> aware of any of that stuff. You said you had um, some like... Ghost stories? Yeah. Yes. I have. I decided to kind of... I wanted to try to find places in America where like, uh, like love-torn kind of ghosts exist. All right. And I found this bridge in Vermont... Uh, I forgot to print out uh, 
the image of it, but I'll put it on screen. Uh, I found this bridge in Vermont called Emily's Bridge. I've heard of this bridge. You've heard of it? Hell yeah. Yeah, this is uh, one of the most famous hauntings in America. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of crazy because what I've learned is uh, pe- the people of Vermont kind of fight over what actually happened to Emily. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I found here is uh, in the mid 1800s, a person named Emily was supposed to meet her lover at a place called uh, Goldbrook Bridge, which yeah. I think is it's not doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, some bridge. Yeah, to, to get married. You can get married on the bridge. What a, what a romantic thing. Yeah. It's like, do you want to go to the church? Nah, let's just go to a bridge. And I'm sure like it's in the middle of the night. Let's just get married on a bridge yeah. in the middle of fucking night. Like <laughs> we don't even need That's our parents said. there. Let's, let's just, just get do fucking it. married. Let's, I'll just let's do it. And then we'll just have sex on the bridge. Let's do it. <laughs> and the guy's like, mm, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't even have cars yet. He was on a horse. <laughs> when, when I tell him uh, my uh, uh, parents aren't home, he's just running on a horse. Anyway, you like my horse galloping? Yeah, it reminded me of, like Monty Python. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so they go, uh, she heads up to this bridge to elope, but her lover never shows up. Oh my God. And she was prepared to have sex on the bridge. Yeah. Dang. And this is the weirdness. A lot of people fight over what she did next. Uh, Uh, the one that I enjoyed is the one I I picked here. Not enjoyed, but the one I thought was the creepiest. She, uh, proceeds to hang herself Hmm. in the rafter of the bridge. It's a covered bridge, by the way. That sucks. So. She's so loves like she's so love sick and so upset. She decides to take her own. That life. seems a little extra, if you ask me. Yeah, that seems like it's very a lot Shakespearean. <laughs> seems like a little extra. Just throw yourself off the bridge. I, We're gonna get. The, did it, you bring a rope to your own wedding? This like, is really what? funny. I wish Come I had on. the photo of the bridge because you would on. see that it's like just like a, like a fucking foot off the ground. Like it's not even that high up. It's How are you gonna get up in the rafters? <laughs> that just seems like so much effort. Um, and so from there, her ghost haunts the bridge. Oh shit. Uh people have claimed to see her in the middle of the night like wandering. Um she's apparently an angry specter. So uh people there's tales of like people driving through this bridge and then their cars having claw marks across the side. Oh god. Um and yeah, that's a, oh a lot of people say they'll drive through they'll hear like a, a wailing noise and um all that stuff, all that creepy stuff. And that's so if anyone out there is in Vermont and is able to go to Emily's Bridge, make it happen. I would love to see some photos. Oh, you're going to sneeze. It's Emily, dude. <laughs> the ghost of Emily got into me. She uh, I just exercised her. Yeah, she had like a little feather up to your nose. Oh, tickling me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you never know what kind of specter is going to attack you when you're doing Mega Strange or when you're crossing a bridge. That's why it's best to be prepared for as many cryptids as possible. That's what I'm saying. And if you're going to be doing your cryptid preparedness, you're going to need to sign up for Cryptid Crate. Oh, yeah. Our sponsor, Cryptid Crate. Go on over to Cryptid Crate and use the discount code MEGASTRANGE to get 25% off your first month subscription to Cryptid Crate. Or even better, you can get $5 off the Cryptid Cryptid Crate sampler. That sampler has a 50% coupon in it. That's the way to maximize your savings. Go on over to Cryptid Crate. Discount code. Have we gotten strange. any updates from Cryptid Crate? Have they been like super stoked with all the, the new uh Cryptid Crate loves us, but more importantly, the Mega Strange fan base has been posting about the official Mega Strange stickers Ooh. that went out in the Cryptid Crate yeah. last month. I think the new Cryptid Crate is already available. Uh and I 
I'm not actually quite sure if it is out yet right now, so I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> don't spoil but it. But I think people are going to be really happy with it. So check it out. Cryptid Crate. Use discount code MEGASTRANGE. And you know what? Tag us in a photo of your Cryptid Crate stuff, and we will repost you or show you off on the show. Yeah, I wanted to say, I mean, we don't really talk around the show, but you you pretty much run our Instagram and you're on it like all the time. Uh, you just started like reposting a ton of stuff and engaging. And uh, it's really fun to I, I have a kick. I get a kick out of looking at all the stuff you repost. We're doing yeah. some meme meme stuff. Go check out uh, our Instagram while you're at it. The Mega Strange Podcast. You can see pictures from this episode, uh, memes that we find, memes that I create and yeah. just general information <laughs> about strange stuff. It's not oh, yeah. all about this show. It's just yeah. a general weird, strange history, cryptid fact, informational page, a destination on the internet, if you will. All right. <clears throat> I want to tell a story. Let oh. me take the mantle oh. here. Is that okay? I had one more. Uh, save it. We'll come okay. back to it. Okay, cool. This. I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been, you've been doing good, but I want you to sit Thank back you. and relax. I've been so fucking nervous this whole time. <laughs> I know. I can tell. You know what? It's story time. I mm. want to tell you a story. And it's a, it's a scary story. Ooh. And it's one of the most famous stories uh, in the world, actually. If anybody is from Mexico, South America, mm. or even Southwest uh, America, America, California, Arizona, Texas, you've probably heard of this next story. Especially if you grew up in a Mexican household. Yeah. Because this is essentially the boogeyman for Mexican children. Oh. The boogie woman. The boogie woman. It's like the Bloody Mary. This is the story that you tell your children to scare them into acting straight, acting correctly. Because, <laughs> as they all come to know, if they act bad, La Llorona is coming for them. I'm excited because when we were in Texas, multiple people came up to me and, and told me about this. Have you ever heard of La Llorona? Uh, no, I've only, only those people in Texas were like mentioned it and they said, look, they, they told me to look into it. You've never heard of it ever. Never. So I grew up here in San Diego and probably when I was about 14 or 15 was the first time I heard of La Llorona and it was okay. like this big urban legend here, almost like, uh, the Jersey devil, but not so localized. Okay. Uh, it's definitely more of like a, just known as like a Mexican ghost story. And it's always been to me just that a ghost story. Um, but looking into it, I guess that there is some historical context that there is, um, some religious beliefs about La Llorona. And then there are people who supposedly are the real La Llorona. Similar to Bloody Mary, I would say. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Probably the most famous Mexican legend of all time in Mexican folklore, La Llorona, um, otherwise known as the weeping woman or the whaler is a vengeful ghost okay. who roams waterfront areas mourning her children <clears throat> whom she drowned. Reoccurring themes and variations in the La Llorona story include a white wet dress, nocturnal wailing, okay. and an association with water. <clears throat> Excuse me. The legend has like a lot of different variations, a lot of different details, a lot of different versions. But the typical version of the legend goes like this. There's a beautiful woman. Her name is Maria. So they say. And Maria um, is uh, swept off her feet by this rich. Sometimes he's a ranchero. Sometimes he's a conquistador. Because this story goes back 500 years to the conquistadors. 
Dude, that's crazy. <clears throat> when like stories stay around for that long, that's some like deep evil. That's some true evil Let shit. Let me pause here. Anyway. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Do my research. <clears throat> La Llorona, the story of La Llorona goes all the way back to the Europeans who first settled in South America, the, mm. the conquistadors who came from Spain um, in the year 1519. In the year 1519, they landed here. Okay. So, supposedly, they met a woman and had an encounter, and it resulted in the creation of La Llorona. <clears throat> One of the women from that expedition became La Llorona. But people say that the, the La Llorona myth predates the conquistadors, which means that this, okay. this story goes back more than 500 years. It was here before the Europeans landed in America. I'll continue. All right, so here's the story. <clears throat> Maria has her husband. She has two beautiful children with him, but one day the husband decides that he's going to be with another woman, and Maria catches him cheating, and in a fit of blind rage, she drowns her children in the river, which she immediately regrets. Um, and then she's consumed by guilt, and so she drowns herself. But once she's dead, she's unable to enter the afterlife, and she's forced to live in purgatory here on Earth. Roam the Earth, wailing about her sadness and her lost children. In a different version of the story, uh, her children are illegitimate. They're bastards, and she drowns them so that her father, their father, can't take them away to be raised by his real wife. Okay. Like, She's an affair. And yeah. These are bastards born out of wedlock, right? <clears throat> All right. That's the that's the legend of La Llorona. But check this out. Let's go to the close-up cam. Ooh. I think it's gonna work this week. <laughs> Do we have this focused? I think so. This is supposedly the real La okay. Llorona. This is a woman named Donna Marina. And she was a native Aztec woman who was here um, when Hernan Cortez came from Europe. You can go back to the wide camera. Okay. I was going to say, if you want me to. Came from Europe and landed that. in South America. Uh, he like waged war with the Incans when he okay. landed. And they pretty soon like uh, sued for peace. And they offered him all of these jewels and gold and fur coats. And 20 women as sex slaves, basically. Ooh. Yeah. And he took this woman, Donna Marina, and discovered that she had uh, a talent for languages. She was, okay. She was a native Aztec, but she, like, learned Spanish quickly. And so he made her his chief translator. This woman is pretty despised in Mexican culture because uh -oh. she is considered... Uh, a traitor to the Aztec people and responsible for the like annihilation of their civilization. Mm -hmm. She has a bad rap. Yeah. She has a very bad rap. That makes sense. She would negotiate against the native tribes on behalf of Hernan Cortez. And within two years, he had pretty much conquered all of South America. So as the story goes, <clears throat> he had sex with her and he got her pregnant. Oh. And she carried his first son. This is historical fact. We, yeah. know, we know this happened. And um, she gave birth to the son 
This was his firstborn son, mm-hmm. and he wanted to... Th- so the legend says that he wanted to take his son back to Europe with him because he knew that after this conquest of Mexico, he was going to be fucking famous. He was going to go back to Europe. He was basically going to be a king. He was hoping that they were going to make him like the king of this new world. And he needed a, a, a he needed a male heir. That's like some Christopher Columbus shit. For real. Yeah. He needed a male heir. So mm. he was really happy that his translator, who was born by this woman, Donna Marina, was born. And he was going to take her away. And supposedly she was so enraged. Let me read what this says here. Uh, I love that you keep holding up the photo. Yeah, because I want people to see what she yeah. looked like. This is a real person. This is really her. Supposedly La Llorona. Cortez wanted to take his son with him back to Europe, but not his mistress. And crazed with anger and grief at her abandonment and at losing her child, Donna Marina stabbed her son to death and then killed herself. Killed herself. When her spirit left her body, it cried, I... (laughs) That's how it's written here. I... The the dead body... The dead body cried. Oh, that's. <clears throat> have you ever heard of a death rattle? A death rattle, yeah. Yeah. Or a song of the dead. Have yeah. You ever heard that? No. Jinji Ito has a story about a song that was supposedly recorded in a booth where the singer had died minutes before they hit record. And it was like this song was like sung from beyond the grave. That's awesome. It's a great Jinji Ito story. I've always been afraid of like, I know a lot of people, their stories were like, oh, like, someone's grandparents are dying and and they're there with them. And then, you know, they die and it's like kind of this like moment, the whole family's there together. And then they just hear like, like the fucking air coming out. It's fucking scary. (laughs) Yeah. Death rattles are fucking horrific. We're going to do a whole episode on death rattles coming up. It's a real thing. It's a real medical thing. Anyway, sorry. Ever since, her ghost has been wandering and people everywhere hear her cry of pain and call her La Llorona. That's the legend. And a lot of people believe that is true. A lot of people think that this is the origin story of La Llorona, that this woman, Hernan Cortez's mistress from 1522, literally 500 years ago this year is where the La Llorona story started. But... Like I said, I have the facts. I read a book. You read a motherfucking book. So let me tell you what really happened to Donna Marina here. She died of smallpox in 1529. Yeah, we know what happened. People want to say she was La Llorona, but the historians were there. Debunking shit right now. She was about 29 years old when she died. Mm. And she is known as one of the most important figures in the Spanish-Mexican history. Um... Her son lived a long time. She didn't stab her son to death. He went on to be extremely famous and wealthy and, in fact, is, like, known as one of the first um, (laughs) mixed-race humans on Earth. One of the first... Whoa. One of the first, if not the first, human to have European and Latin American blood. Dude, that's crazy. First one on Earth. Pretty cool title. But... I have my own La Llorona creation Uh-oh. story. Okay. Oh, no, I think I got to the root of it. Oh, shit. I think I discovered the real La Llorona. Nobody talks about this. But Hernan Cortez, 
I'm excited. Yeah, someone send this to the fucking I'm government excited. or something. Listen to this. Yeah, I'm not even being facetious. Like, All send right. this to the right people. All right. This we're is gonna, exclusive. We're going to pause on Hernan Cortez, but we're going to come back to him. But you need backstory okay. to know what I'm about to tell you. Yeah. Because I said that La Llorona predates the Europeans coming to South America. Some people think it's actually based on this Aztec goddess that was worshipped for hundreds of years before okay. Europeans arrived. Let me tell you about this person. Mm. <clears throat> um, the Aztec goddess Sihuacoatl. Sihuacoatl. I think I pronounced that right. Otherwise known as the serpent woman. The goddess of motherhood, midwives, and fertility. I've heard of this, I think. The goddess of fertility. Yes, this is the, I think this is the god that Alan Moore worships. The Aztec goddess of fertility. Yes. Check this out. <laughs> you know about that? Alan Moore like worships a snake. I did god? not, but this yeah. is probably her. Yeah. Sihuacuatl is the ruler of a group of spirits who are known as Sihuateteo. And these are women who died while giving childbirth. Okay. Check this out. Sihuateteo, these spirits of women who died giving childbirth, this is crazy. This is mega strange. They're said to you haunt- said the titular line. They are said to haunt crossroads seeking victims, and they've been known to steal children and drive their victims insane. And we've had uh, Crossroads come up before on the show. This story from ancient Aztec mythology is going to touch on so many ghost stories we've talked about on this mm. show. It's going to make your head spin. Oh, man. Check this out. They're said to seduce men. They also... Um, like a succubus type? Sort of like a succubus. <clears throat> There's this story about this goddess, the snake woman... And they say that she would appear in a market with a crib on her back and then she would disappear, leaving just the crib behind. Mm -hmm. When other women in the marketplace noticed the crib, they would go over and look inside. What would they find inside the crib? A flint knife. This was like a oh, warning. Okay. These were the kind of knives at the time that were used for human sacrifices. Oh. It's like a warning. Some say that the snake woman prowled markets and looked like a beautiful woman dressed in white. This is like a thousand-year-old myth, dressed in white, and she would seduce young men and then kill them. All right, so that's the snake woman goddess. I've noticed a lot of uh, specters and, and, and like legends like this. Are, I've, I don't know what the correlation is with like being dressed in white. I'm going to get to that okay. in this episode. Oh. This is major. Shit. We're going to get to this. This is huge. Thank you for picking up on that. Yeah. But I'm going to continue here. Okay, so the snake woman rules over the ghosts, the spirits of these women who died giving childbirth. They're known as the Sihua Tateo. When an Aztec woman experiences childbirth, it is seen as a violent and laborious effort. And it's basically the same, it's considered the same intensity as battle. Okay. It's believed that the child is sent down to earth by the gods and the woman has to fight and battle and struggle to bring that spirit into this world. That's a fucking metal way to think about that. That's I, I love that. The newborn child is seen as a sufficient reward for a successful battle <laughs> for a woman who Dude. has emerged victorious from her fight. The child is the trophy that she fights from the gods to pull into this world. Dude, the Aztecs were sick. The Aztecs are sick. But if she lost and proved unsuccessful, then she died. And she underwent a transformation 
on into a Sihuatateo. Okay. I, I assume a lot of people died because, you know, childbirth, like a lot of people don't think about it because we have so, such good <clears throat> modern medicine, but a lot of people died during it. Check this out. Yeah. In the case of the death of the woman, special funeral practices were carried out because the body of a woman who had died during childbirth was believed by the Aztecs to possess incredibly special magical powers Okay. following the departure of the soul of the body. In these special funeral practices, the body was guarded fiercely by an armed entourage that included the widowed husband, mm. his friends, all the midwives, and all the old women of the village. Literally, they assembled like a small platoon to guard this body. This reminds me of like in the in Jewish culture of like sitting Shiva. Why were they guarding it, Johnny? Why do you need so many people to guard this body? I would assume they uh, are, are. I'll I, tell you why. I, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I assume they, they, they fear like an evil spirit is going to steal. Not even that. Or this, it'll, it'll turn evil. This was deemed necessary due to the need to protect the woman's human remains from male warriors. Parts of the body no. were believed to be especially potent relics for the warriors. Oh, God. Including the left middle finger and the hair. And according to Aztec belief, these relics had magical powers. And if they were placed on the shields of warriors, they would make the warriors brave Fuck. and valiant, give them extra strength in battle, and blind the eyes of their enemies. So literally, if a woman died giving childbirth, Mm. It was like every every warrior who heard of it would start salivating like, I got to get that dead body. And they would have to guard the body with an armed platoon, the husband and all his friends and all the midwives and even the old women. And they're like, you fucking come and try to get this body You're coming through us. We're going to fucking kill you. I love my favorite thing about doing the show is when you. Tell put it, me these put it in terms like that. No, not even that. You tell me these stories and I'm like, this would make a fantastic movie. <laughs> yeah, right? Like just like 24 hours of like a village trying to protect a dead body from fucking like Aztec warriors. And then you see like some of them have like fucking middle fingers on their shields and you're like, oh, no. Dude, and the hair. Yeah. The hair collectors yeah. come. The you're finger like, that collectors. Is a bad motherfucker over here. So once they're buried properly, they become the Sihuatateo. And they are these spirits that reside in this ethereal heavenly realm known as the place of the women. And basically what their job is, is to guide the sun in their belief from the sky at noon into the underworld at night. Okay. That's what they believe the Sihuatateo do. So after the night, like after the day passes, uh, these the women basically uh, guide the sun down and bring it back the next okay. day. So like the warriors would stop attempting after the nightfall. Oh, one these is after the women are buried oh, and okay. the funeral practices are done, then their their body passes on, they okay. become this entity and it's believed that taking the sun and tending to the sun is a job that's specifically reserved for Aztec warriors and these Aztec women who died in childbirth. It's a very important job, okay? Yeah. Just remember the sunshine aspect. They guide the sun because I'm going to bring up a different mythology later on that's very similar and I'm going to tie it all together. Okay, here's where we get a little crazy. I'm going to bring oh, it. Yeah, this is where it gets crazy. Yeah, because I'm going to bring it back to Hernan Cortez yeah. and La Llorona. And I'm going to bring it back into the real world. And we're going to talk about how La Llorona got created. Okay. So 
it is said that uh, the Sihuatateo are able to come back to Earth on five specific days during the year. This is according to the Aztec mm, calendar. I see where you're saying. The Aztec calendar. Um, I looked it up. It's it's wild. Yeah. The, you can go to AzteckCalendar.com <laughs> and they'll explain the Aztec calendar and you'll actually be able to calculate any day in history and see where it falls on the Aztec calendar. Okay. Now, according to the uh, this, the Sihuatateo are able to come back to Earth on the dates of the first of deer. These are the months. Deer, okay. rain, monkey, house, and eagle. The first day of those months. So we're talking deer one, rain one, monkey one, house Dude. one, or eagle one. I wish we still had this naming system Dude, for months. It's a wild calendar. It's it's like a 13-day week. Uh, yeah, uh, when do you want to meet up? Uh, let's meet up deer fifth. Yeah, it's a 13-day <laughs> week. with It's it's basically like two wheels yeah. that interlock with each other. Oh. And, and it's that kind of calendar. It's wild. Okay. So they can come back to Earth on five days of the year. Okay. And it's said that while on Earth, they are considered to be demons of the night. I was about to say. And often haunt crossroads. Roadside shrines were often erected to appease them, and they were believed to steal children, cause madness, cause seizures, and induce men to adultery. Got it? Yeah. So you you understand these Aztec spirits. All right. So keep in mind that Hernan Cortez... Oh, the spirit came to me. I don't know. It wasn't me, babe. Just all you have to know <laughs> is that Hernan Cortez came to South America in like 1519 and came to just a uh, sprawling empire of Aztecs who had this established religion okay. and mythos. They'd been here for thousands of years and they believed that these things came five days a year. Mm-hmm. All right. He has this woman, His uh, he has the baby, Right. With his translator. Yeah. He's married when that happens. Oh, Jesus. And his wife is in Cuba at the time. And he has never been able to have a child with his wife. And you know, back then in history, men were always pissed off about that. They'd always get mad. Like, you didn't give me a son. I fucking hate you. I don't want to be married to you anymore. Yeah. And I guess something had happened where his wife, her name was Catalina Suarez. Her brother was like the governor of Cuba and had become enemies with Hernan Cortez. So he was not really happy with his wife. Okay. And in the summer of 1522, after he had conquered South America and destroyed the Aztec Empire, his wife came to visit him. And it was a little awkward because she noticed that he had a son. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Um... Haven't seen you in a while. This is uh, Chris. Literally, he named the baby after his father. This is my father. This is uh, Thomas Cortez. This is Thomas. That's uh, is that your baby? Yeah. So she was pissed. She was pissed. <laughs> Anyways, they said that she was here for two weeks. It was extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that she had to stay in his hacienda, his mansion, with all of his concubines. And he had a bunch of indigenous women. And he had mistresses. And he didn't give a shit. My man thought he was about to become a fucking god. He really did. He and he, really he was did. he was ready to fuck it all up. He didn't give a shit. Yeah. And he threw a feast on the night of November 1st uh-huh. to celebrate his wife coming. And supposedly, she got a little testy that night. 
Oh. We don't know all of the details. Was she like, here, take this blanket? Supposedly, she started talking shit on the natives. Okay. Supposedly, she started talking shit on the natives and saying all this kind of... I can only imagine what a jealous wife would say. The stories say she was talking shit on how too many men were having sex with the natives. <laughs> if you could wrap your head around that. Oh, man. And it is said that Hernan Cortez basically said, fuck off. Yeah. Why don't you just go to bed? Yeah. And she disappeared, and he continued drinking and partying into the night. Okay. The next morning, she was dead. In the middle of the night, Hernan Cortez supposedly came and knocked on a doctor's door and said, my wife is having an issue. And they came. God, she's bleeding. They literally found like bruise marks around her throat. Handprints, basically. Oh, God. But the doctors had determined that she had had an asthma attack. And suffered a minor heart attack and had died of bad na- asthma attack. Had man. died of natural causes. Jesus Christ. Um, and Hernan Cortez was investigated, and there was this big scandal. But he was basically cleared of all charges, and his wife died that night. Okay. Oh, mysteriously, his wife died mysteriously that night. I see what you're saying. Now, I see what, what you're here's the kicker. What you're spinning. Here's where I tie it all together, Johnny. Yeah. November 1st. I see the code. November 1st, 1522. I typed that date into aztecalendar.com. Uh-huh. And you know what fucking date popped out? What? Dear one. Dear one. Boom. It's a Kohatateo day. It was a day. It was one of the five days. 500 years ago this year. One of the five days exactly. You just the, M. Night shyamalan me right the now. The night that Hernan Cortez most likely murdered his actual wife. Shit. And by the way, the story has been misconstrued over the course of 500 years where people actually think his mistress is the real La Llorona. But I make the argument that if, it's his wife. if there is a real La Llorona, it is the spirit of of his angry and jealous wife who he murdered after she discovered he had a baby out of wedlock. It would make so much sense. She has way more. It matches up to everything prove, matches up. But you know, it's a saying. broken hearted yeah. story. There's a story about a son, mm-hmm. a child. She's literally murdered on the day that the spirit gateway is open. She's law. you bro. That's it. Nobody's saying this shit. Catalina Suarez. Mega strange exclusive. Mega strange Suarez. Do not exclusive. steal. Catalina Suarez Cortez is the real liar. I don't see this in a chills video. I'm this telling is you right now. The real shit. Check this I'm out. Gen- you generally blew my mind. I'm not trying to be facetious here. I read that in a book. Yeah. I didn't uh, get that on the internet. I, that's the real shit. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> um, wow. Let me blow your mind even further. Oh, fuck. I don't think La Llorona the, is the one. Double. I think like most, like everything we talk about on the show, there's not just one. La Llorona, there are many La Lloronas. Hey, and, 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 you know, just in life, things come in twos usually. There's Pairs. a story I found, a legend from Tennessee called the Tennessee White Screamer. <laughs> Listen to this. They story. got a lot of white screamers down in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. 
This story goes back to the 1920s, and it's the legend of a dark, horrific story. Uh, apparently, at the edges of the town of White Bluff, there is a cave, um, a natural hollow, um, deep in the Tennessee forest. And back in the 1920s, a young family built their home on the land. Um, it was a father, a mother, and seven children, a family of nine. Mm-hmm. Perfect family. Perfect. So beautiful. Everything was perfect. Oh, God. I'm scared. Or so they thought. Wasn't long after they built their homestead, staying out there in Tennessee, that they started hearing a woman screaming at night in the forest, coming from the cave. They would go and explore during the day. I'm imagining the the gin, the gin that we watched from uh, the mailbag. From the mailbag yeah. episode. Check out our mailbag episode from this uh, last Tuesday yeah. where a guy filmed a video of... Uh, Mountain demonic witch. Yeah, it was really scary. Could be something like this. They go out a day, nothing. But every night they hear screaming louder, louder, closer and closer. Well, finally, as the story goes, the young man. This is the story of the Tennessee screamer, the white screamer. (laughs) The young man became so enraged with the violent uh, night screaming that he took a gun and went into the woods in the middle of the night to find screaming. Yeah, to find who was screaming. He didn't find anything, (laughs) but he started hearing screaming coming back from his house. And when he returned, he found that his whole family had been killed. That's some demon slayer shit. Hacked to bits. Body parts strewn across his whole home, a home that was once a safe haven and a new beginning had suddenly become terror in the space of a single night. Some believe that the white screamer was actually a banshee, a legend spawned from Irish origin or that it could be similar to La Llorona. Mm -hmm. Check this out. That's the story of the white screamer. Similar to La Llorona, a wailing woman and dead children. A wailing woman and dead children seems to be a reoccurring theme. I was going to say, yeah. And I actually found that there is a classification of ghost known as the lady in white. Okay. Let's go to the close-up camera. This is a wood carving from the 1600s of a supposed magician conjuring a spirit here. These are two magicians here standing in a sacred circle, and they're conjuring the spirit, which is a lady in white. Okay. This is the magician Edward Kelly. And look at that. She's wearing like those old-fashioned like 1500s pajamas. Yeah. Like it's not a dress, but she's wearing like Ebenezer Scrooge stuff. I want to I wanna be like in... Uh, I want to be here because like beware Uh, with these in, fucking in magicians because just imagine like these two dudes okay let's just say this doesn't isn't real let's just for the sake let's, of what I'm okay let's what, say it isn't real yeah what I'm what, <laughs> what I'm, I'm saying here but just imagine like being with two old dudes that are like we're doing some who mag- believe it yeah we're doing some fucking magic tonight like it's uh the year 1527 yeah and by candlelight you're in a stone crypt in a castle that's probably 400 years old and an old man is holding a skull and he's like tonight we're going to the graveyard and we're going to summon that's what i'm saying i want to be like spirits. a fly on the wall for that yeah and anyway. I, and my famous quote which people make fun of me all the time no electricity yeah <laughs> <laughs> no internet no television no cell phones just can <laughs> candlelight day and night just guys being dudes. A, a woman in white is a type of female ghost typically dressed in white. Reportedly seen in rural areas and associated with local legends of tragedy. 
Women in White legends are found in many countries all over the world, and commonly, these legends refer to accidental death, murder, or suicide. The theme of loss, betrayal by a husband or fiancé, and unrequited love is common. I wonder what the white thing is. Is, is it you think it's like a like a connection with like etherealness or like martyrdom or or I don't know what the color it scheme is. Mm-hmm. Cuz white is definitely associated with like pure purity. But it's interesting to me that La Llorona wears a white dress. Yeah. And the Banshee, the white screamer in Tennessee wears a white dress and the woman in white from 1500 wears yeah. a white dress. Check this out. In um, Brazil, they have a ghost called Dama Branca, a Brazilian lady in white, which is said to be the ghost of a young woman who died giving childbirth. According to the legend, she appears as a pale woman with a long white dress or a sleeping gown. Although usually speechless, she will occasionally recount her misfortunes. The ghost is... um, Related to the violent deaths of young women who were murdered by their fathers or husbands in honor killings. So an honor killing is most usually when they are suspected or caught cheating on their husband. Okay. And there's one particularly gruesome story that I'm going to share. Trigger warning. This is going to mess up a lot of people out there. Oh, God. There is a legend from Brazil which says... A young woman was starved to death by her husband because he suspected she was in love with a black slave. And so he only gave her the stewed meat of that person's corpse for food. Oh, God, for how long? Till she died. Oh, That's fuck. the only thing he gave her to eat. And so she starved to death. Oh, man. The stewed meat of her dead lover. That's, Happy Valentine's Day episode, everybody. Shit. You thought Emily's bridge was bad? That's ah, fucking way worse. That's the most evil shit we're going to talk about yeah. in today's episode. Mm. I got some so, shit. No, okay. <laughs> uh, in America, there are um, woman in white ghosts, also known as white witch ghost sightings all over. There's one There's uh, one in Fremont, California, which okay. is by San Francisco, which is said to be the ghost of a woman named Lowry who was one of the first people in the area killed in an automobile accident. Ever? Ever. Oh, in the area. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Okay. One of the first people in the San Francisco area to die in a car crash. Shit. Is a famous woman in white ghost up there. In Dallas, Texas, at White Rock Park, uh, it's reported that a ghost of a 20-year-old looking girl known as the Lady of White Rock Lake um, is there. She's described as wearing a water-soaked 1930s evening dress, and she usually appears at night along the roadside of East Lothar Drive. And witnesses claim that this phantom asks to be taken home to her house on Gaston Avenue in Dallas before disappearing in the car ride home and leaving behind a waterlogged car seat. Legend claims that the woman was a drowning victim from a boating accident in the 1930s. Could you imagine giving a ride to a ghost, to a girl, and then she disappears and she leaves your seat wet? Uh, 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 can you imagine giving a ride to a ghost? Sounds like a Disney original uh, <laughs> film. Uh, no, I can't imagine that. I would fucking kill myself. I'd Have you ever seen gone. the movie The Grudge? Yes. The Grudge depicts the hauntings of a woman in white. Oh, I, all I remember from The Grudge is the little kid that meows. The ghost in the grudge appears as a woman in a white dress. Her face is almost always hidden by her long. I was going to say hair. the ring was more. The ring is also a woman yeah. in white. 
So when we talk about La Llorona and we talk about these other ghosts that we've been discussing today, imagine uh, the ghosts from The Ring and the ghosts from The Grudge. Because I was going to say- kind of spot on to what we're describing. So I was going to say, I mean, both of those are, are uh, Japanese and- uh, Well, these stories are from all over the world. Yeah, I was going to say, I know in Japan they have a lot of lady in white ghosts as well. You asked about what the color is. There's also a ghost known as the lady in red. Okay. Like Bloody Mary. The it's red shit. lady is a type of female ghost similar to the lady in white, but according to legend is more specifically attributed to jilted lovers, prostitutes killed in a fit of passion or a woman of vanity. Such a figure is thereby seen as a victim of objectification. In all cases, the lady in red is wearing red scarlet or a blood red dress. And she's said to typically be friendly. Okay. Uh, she usually haunts historic hotels theaters or public places. Um, and the lady in red is often seen in mining communities due to high prostitution rates. Okay. If you're, if you're a good woman, a nice good wife and you're murdered, you'll become a woman in white. I think, yeah, I think if it's you're, like an ethereal if you're thing, a yeah. harlot, yeah, a woman of the night, a girl who likes to cut loose, and you're murdered. You'll become a woman in red. Okay. Them's the rules. I don't make the rules. I just report what they are. <laughs> I'm figuring this stuff out as we go. The last thing I want to share, and this episode is a little long, but that's all right. I hope yeah. it's not boring. No, it's fine. Dude, in ancient German lore, ancient German lore, we're talking like elves and like, you know, medieval stuff. Uh-huh. There are stories of what are known as Weisse Frauen. White ladies? Yes. Yeah. I just don't like because my last name is Weiss. Weisse Frauen literally means white ladies in German. The association with the color white and their appearance uh, is associated with their appearance in sunlight. And they stem from the original Norse mythology of elves. That's really um, funny because... Uh, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold oh, on. Oh, yeah. Specifically, light elves who lived in a part of heaven under the fertility god Freyr. Check this. I will repeat everything That's I just said. That's some Tolkien shit. In German folklore, there are the women in white who appear in the realm of the sun. Sound familiar? And they live under the fertility god. Oh, yeah. Sound familiar? Oh, shit. This all lines up with exactly what the Aztecs believe. Mm -hmm. Same mythology. Um, I was going to add that the we we also talked about this how the German. I mean, they have the the white lady and they have Der, Der Schwarzman, the black man as yeah. well, or the boogeyman. Um, the Weissfrauen are actually the equivalent of the white lady ghosts of the United Kingdom. So they wail, they scream. It's all the same things as La Llorona. It's the same um, backstory that the Aztecs had. The Germans, the Aztecs, it's everywhere. The Irish have banshees. What's going on with these female ghosts who are dressed in white, who are dripping wet, who are screaming and crying, who are hunting down children and killing them? Why is this a reoccurring story in all cultures all over the world going back hundreds of years? That's pretty crazy. That's a little freaky, if you ask me. I, I always say this. I, I think we talked about this before, but a fear of women is very <laughs> deep, deeply rooted in. in <laughs> it's a fear of women. Is uh, in, in a lot of this 
in a lot of history. Um, you know what? I actually have I have heard of La Llorona, but I had never really been familiar with the white lady ghost phenomenon. Mm. That's something that I discovered completely uh it was new to me actually yeah when i was researching this episode yeah the other the the other day you just came to me and you just said i discovered a new form of ghost and i went what yeah <laughs> it was this <laughs> and then you said i didn't you'll, know you'll you'll, you'll find out <laughs> i didn't know but at the same time i did know mm-hmm. because i feel like i can imagine so many instances of that ghost in pop culture in the haunted mansion the princess yeah uh, the corpse bride you know? Yeah, and 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 uh, even in in fucking parts of the Caribbean, you have the the lady in red or whatever. Yeah, it's, I, 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 I mean, think it's very much an archetype. I think it's either something that's in this uh, collective subconscious. Yeah, like we all are afraid of this thing. We all see it. Um, you know, we could even continue this in another episode, and I promise we'll come back to this in a later episode because I think this also ties into shadow people. Mm-hmm. And something that I have seen um, talked about online called the night hag. Oh or, yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah, which 100%. is a, which is a sleep specific, paralysis, yeah. specific kind of shadow person. But maybe it's related to the lady in white as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple other poltergeist stories that we've come across. There's more meat on this bone, I believe. But I think we'll end it there for today. Oh, Unless, I have more. Oh, you have more. <laughs> We're gonna I'll keep, keep going. I'll keep it brief here. We're going to so keep we going. Don't. We're having an extra big Valentine's Day episode of Mega Strange. I had another spirit, another love cross spirit. Okay. Uh, that I want, that I have footage of as well. Oh, we got footy. Yeah, I've well, seen we got, footage. We got to see this. Um, have you ever heard about the Gray Man? No. Okay, so this is a kind of ghost story that to come out of North Carolina. All right. A- apparently, legend says that uh, a young man was traveling to Charleston to see his fiance in uh, 1822. Okay. He was riding to her uh, on horseback and he gets caught up in quicksand on the coast. Oh, oh no, quicksand. And and dies. Oh. Uh, and so- Did the horse live? I don't know. Okay. Um, People of the town claim to see, you know, his spirit haunting the coasts of South Carolina. Um searching for the woman that he he was hoping to meet his his lover. But here's the crazy thing about it. People have started to see him right before major hurricanes. What? Yeah. So they'll see like the gray man and then, you know, it'll be like a a hurricane or like a really terrible storm will hit. So I have footage here. Oh, no. From Hurricane Florence. Okay. Uh, People, this person claimed to have uh, captured the gray man. Uh, ambling the coast. I would say take this footage with a grain of salt, but I I, I think it's kind of spooky. And it'll, it'll zoom in too. You might not be able to, oh, do you see him in the corner there? Oh. Yeah. Uh, it, it zooms in again. Where did he go? Oh, that, that wasn't my curse. Oh, there you go. Oh. The sound is really scary. Like, you see him ambling. The gray man, dude. The gray ghost! <laughs> and it's like, you could easily say, uh, claim that maybe that is, uh, you know, like light or anything. But, like, you see, you see the full outline of a human. I saw it, man. Yeah, right? Isn't that fucking scary? I saw the gray ghost. 
Um, and then, you know, I've like two more things here. Go through them really fast. But okay. uh, um, I want I wanted to kind of get back to our Mega 60 quarantine roots and read a, a, you a news story. Oh, God. No, I'm scared. What is it? <laughs> um, so, you know, if you're out there and your ex did some fucked up shit, um, the police department wants you to celebrate Valentine's Day by turning in your ex. Um, several police departments are encouraging people to reject romantic tradition and turn in their exes on Valentine's Day. Wow. Get revenge. Um, if, a, if a former flame wronged you uh, and they happen to have outstanding warrants, you know, you know that's, what to do. That's cold hearted, man. The or, police shouldn't <laughs> be playing that game, dude. Turning turning lovers against each other. Yeah. So on, on Facebook, uh, two police departments, uh, the Georgia Police Department and, and Louis, Louisiana Police Department both uh, made statements that uh, if you're out there and you want to, you, uh, you know, turn your ex in, uh, by all means, uh, they said that uh, they're offering uh, <laughs> a Valentine's Day month-long special. Uh, the special includes a set of limited edition platinum bracelets, free transportation with a chauffeur, a one-night minimum stay in a luxurious accommodation, and professional glamour shots. Um, post online for all to see. That actually sounds kind of cool. <laughs> you know, I'll be real. I wish I had some dirt on my ex-girlfriend <laughs> because, oh my God, oh my God, how sweet would that be? Get her arrested <laughs> what the fuck? on Valentine's Day all these years later. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. Dude, that would be hellish. Oh, oh, Imagine you dated oh, someone oh. like a year, like years ago and they're like, yo, guess what, bitch? <laughs> guess what? Like the cops just show up at your house? Hey. Ah. Luckily, everyone I've dated has been a saint and an angel. Um, There's nothing they could be busted for. And for my final thing, uh, I just yeah. want to say we, we may have to censor this. I'll, I'll, I'll let you be the judge of this. Oh, but um, yeah. Well, before we go mm. into your final thing, we forgot to do the song of the week. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So we're going to do the song of the week right now. Uh, we'll have a closer for the song of the week. This will also be on our Instagram. Yes. So if you want to hear it again, go to Make a Strange Podcast on Instagram. This is from Piper King, our resident. Shouts out. Deadly Ghost Pop Star. Take it away. Cool. Thank you, Piper Thank King, you. for the song of the that week. That was awesome. All right. This could be the end of our episode, yes. everybody. So uh, If it abruptly cuts, you know why. Uh, hey, oh. if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications on YouTube. Share this with a friend because we really want to grow our podcast oh, as man. big as possible. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I am Derek Acosta only on Instagram. I'm Capo underscore Slim. And I am Gustavo on Twitter. Johnny13 on Twitter. Everything's on the screen right now. Nice. Okay. So the part that's going to be cut, the part <laughs> that's going to age gate our show, it's going to demonetize us and put us out of business. I just want to say, <laughs> uh, you know, Valentine's Day is hard out there when you're single. 
So you, true. You know, it's it, the worst holiday it's, when you're single. You're seeing people. Lonely Hearts Club. Going out, having a good time with their partners. Yeah. And bull, you're alone. Bull. Who needs that? You're, you're, you're home alone. You're crying. Um, you're, you're deranged. You're, you're so you're heartbroken. Deranged. You're thinking weird thoughts on Valentine's Day. You're not yourself. So I just wanted to suggest here that, um, you know, what I do and what helps me out is to get like kind of, you know, this is what att you att do? attention through the internet. This is a Johnny. Um, trick. so <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know why you're laughing, but, uh, you know, ASMR is like a great I'm it, laughing it, by the way. Cause I saw 0.5 seconds of this <laughs> video while you were loading it up before the show. Uh, so ASMR, I feel like is a really good kind of way to, uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, don't listen to that yet. Uh, ASMR is kind of a good way to uh, <laughs> to kind of get that feeling of like, you know, like a lover, like, hey, you know, sensualness. If you're under the age of 18, turn this show yeah. off now. So I found this clip of some ASMR. Uh, it's been going around Twitter uh, from a Twitch stream. It was on Twitch, so I don't know how we're going to get demonetized for this. But, uh, you know, this is, uh, you oh, know, check God. this out. This is some ASMR. Let's, let, you know, let's close our eyes. Let's like feel the tingles here. This Johnny, you can't play this. Johnny, you can't play this. <laughs> All right, turn that off. That's enough. That's enough. Dude, we're going to jail. Okay. Ah, I, I I feel tingly. I feel good. I feel like I could go to sleep. Well, anyway, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. It's been a very special episode of Make a Strange. We're gonna end it on that note. Thank you to our sponsor, Cryptid Thank you. Crate. Discount code make a strange. We'll be back every Tuesday and Saturday with a new episode to keep you freaked out yes. and entertained. So until then, stay strange, everybody. Thank you for watching. Bye bye. <laughs>